Welcome to another episode of Game of Thrones Abridged on Alt Swift X. Today we are reading Eddard Five: A Game of Thrones, and this is when the plot starts to thicken, when the intrigue starts to get intriguing. We have Ned investigating the death of John Arryn, and we quite quickly delve into a warren of secrets and mysteries and betrayals and assassinations in a way that is pretty interesting to go back and reread. Uh, when, when you first read this chapter, we have very few answers to the many questions that are raised, but now, five books ahead, uh, we can go back and fill in a lot of the blanks, which reveals some interesting little tidbits, and even more interesting are some of the questions to which we still don't have answers. Uh, there are some mysteries that even now remain unsolved. Maybe they will eventually be solved, maybe they never will be. Maybe speculation is all we'll ever have. But let's get into it. So, this chapter begins with Ned Stark, good old Ned, investigating the death of John Arryn, and the first person he comes to is Grand Maester Pycelle, the old-aged Grand Maester. Uh, so, the chapter begins with Pycelle saying, Oh, it was such a tragedy, such a loss and a sadness that John Arryn died. Um, and then Pycelle proceeds to rattle off a list of beverages, uh, uh, that that he's offering to Ned, or he's talking about persimmons and dates and honey-sweetened iced milk. So it sort of does take some of the weight out of Pycelle's grief when he immediately starts rabbiting on about drinks. Uh, but Ned can't deny that it is pretty bloody warm, uh, so he does look forward to a cold drink. And of course the warmth, the heat... Uh, does not bode well for a Stark, for a man of the North. In Ned's last chapter, we had that stuff about how, oh, you know, Starks melt in the summer because Starks are made of ice, so this heat does not bode well for Ned. And, of course, it also represents the rising tension and pressure and conflict as we start to head towards the real sort of climax of this book later on. Um, so yes, it is hot. Thick, moist air covers the city. We have that word moist again, just to make us that bit more uncomfortable. So they get some drinks. Uh, and Pycelle has a slender young serving girl bring them drinks. We do know Pycelle has a, has a fondness for slender young serving girls. Um, and they talk a bit about the heat in the summer. And Pycelle talks about... He sort of rambles on for a big old paragraph about the nature of the summer, and he talks about uh, his past. Pycelle talks about when he was at the Citadel in Old Town, and when in the summers he used to walk in the gardens by the river and argue about the gods with the other maesters. And he recalls the smells of the pomegranates and peaches and melons, the perfumes, the sweetness... Um, and it sounds rather nice. It's kind of it's cool to get a little bit of a glimpse into Pycelle's backstory because, of course, Pycelle wasn't always this doddery, annoying, flatulent in the show old man. Uh, he did have a childhood, and he does have a past and a humanity, and it's nice to get a glimpse of that. We don't really get that in the show. 
so so Picel sort of ruminates for a bit on his youth and his past, but then he's like, well, but I'm a bit old now, and he sort of admits that he's sort of slowing down and a bit dumb. Uh, um, so that's that's a bit bittersweet. Uh, so, but anyway, so... Um, so they're talking about John Aaron. Ned wants to find out what happened to John Aaron because, of course, he got that letter from Lysa delivered to Catelyn uh, saying that the Lannisters were responsible for the death of John Aaron. And, of course, Ned has some skin in the game here because John Aaron um, was Ned's ward back in the day. Ned grew up uh, with with John Aaron looking after him, uh, and he was very fond of the man. John Aaron seems to have been a very good bloke, so he desperately wants to find out what happened to John Aaron. Uh, and so by Picel's description, John was weighed down by many burdens, by all the cares of the realm. Uh, and it's easy to see why. Uh, John Aaron had this kid. I mean, I mean, John Aaron was, of course, married to Lysa Aaron, crazy Lysa Aaron, cat sister up in the Erie, and her little son, um, the, the, the little, little breastfeeding, annoying, squalling baby kid Robin Aaron, that that was John Aaron's family, and if that's your family, you've got some uh, shit to deal with. But also, of course, as Hand of the King, he's got all these political responsibilities. Uh, Robert Baratheon was the king that John Aaron served under, and Robert would not be an easy king to work with, what with his constant demands to spend money and complete disinterest in actually rationally dealing with shit. Uh, so that so John Aaron indeed had many cares, um, and leading up to his death, he apparently was even more sort of melancholy and tired than he normally was, according to Picel. Something was troubling him deeply, apparently, and he was inquiring after a certain book. Uh, and we later learn that that book is a history of the lineages of the houses of the Seven Kingdoms, which is evidence that the Lannisters. Uh, were were all incestuous uh, because of course John Aaron was investigating whether uh, Joffrey and Marcella and Tommen were actually the legitimate children of King Robert and Cersei when in fact they were actually the children of Jaime and Cersei. Uh, that that's what John was in, uh, investigating. So anyway, so so John Aaron suddenly fell ill. Uh, and Picel was treating him, or rather, a maester called Maester Coleman was treating John Aaron until Picel sent Coleman away and treated John Aaron himself, and then John Aaron died. So we later find out that Picel deliberately sent Coleman away and actually withheld medical treatment for John. Uh, to cause him to die deliberately because Picel thought that John Aaron was deliberately poisoned by Cersei. Picel thought Cersei wanted John Aaron dead. Cersei did. <laughs> Cersei did want John Aaron dead, but uh, she wasn't actually behind the poison. The poisoner was actually John Aaron's wife, Lysa Aaron, under the orders of Littlefinger, because Littlefinger wanted to, to destabilize shit and to create conflict. Littlefinger is behind all this. Uh, but Picel thought Cersei was behind it, and so he, being so very loyal to the Lannisters, Tywin in particular, chooses to make sure Jon Arryn dies by sending Coleman away uh, and letting Jon die. That, that, we find out all of that much later. 
but anyway, uh, so John Aaron died. Apparently he had some last words about uh, the seed is strong, and Picel interprets this to mean that uh, John Aaron's seed, Robin Aaron, little sweet Robin, is like a strong boy, uh, but we know that the seed is strong actually refers to the tendency of Baratheon children, i.e. the children of King Robert Baratheon, have dark hair. Uh, and so that makes it super weird uh, that Joffrey and Marcella and Tommen are little blondies like the Lannister kids, uh, which is the giveaway that they're actually incest-spawn monster kinder. Uh, is kinder the plural? Or is it... I don't know how German works. Um, so, John Aaron died. And Ned, of course, is suspicious, as he should be, of what's going on. But Pycelle says, well, there didn't seem to be anything unnatural about it. I think this was natural causes. And Pycelle knows very well that this was a suspicious death indeed. Um, Pycelle brags about how mu- how old and how much experience he has. Uh, Pycelle has been Grand Maester under King Robert, under King Aerys Targaryen, under King Jaehaerys, and even under King Aegon V, who is, of course... Egg from Duncan Egg. So Pycelle has been around the block. Uh, he knows things, uh, but he also happens to be quite corrupt and willing to lie, cheat, and steal if it means uh, getting getting to his political goals, which are apparently serving House Lannister. It, it's still a bit of a question mark, like why Pycelle is so loyal to House Lannister over anything else. He does seem to have a lot of legitimate... Uh, admiration for Tywin Lannister, real sort of bromance crush going on there, man crush going on, but like, I don't know, we never, it's never fully sort of substantiated, it still seems a bit weird, and maybe we'll never get answers, because of course Pycelle ends up getting killed by Varys with a crossbow. Anyway, um, so... Uh, they talk a bit about uh, about Lady Lysa, about how she sees enemies in every shadow. It sounds a bit like Cersei, uh, but Ly- yeah, Lysa's a bit loopy. And and Pycelle's like, oh, you know, Lady Lysa really lost it after the death of her husband, John Arryn. Um, that that really sort of broke her. But of course, the truth is that Lady Lysa poisoned John Arryn. Um, so you know, you probably would feel a bit emotional after killing your husband, even if it was premeditated murder. Uh, I, I wouldn't know. Uh, so Pycelle, yeah, so so Ned really sort of press, presses Pycelle on this. He's like, you sure this was natural? Seems a bit suspicious to me. I'm Ned Stark. I'm not very bright, but I can put one and one together. It's more than one and a half. Uh, and Pycelle's like, oh, no, I'm pretty sure it's natural. I'm pretty, I'm pretty. He's not very convincing. He shifts uncomfortably in his seat. So Pycelle is straight up lying to Ned here. Um, but I guess you don't survive in King's Landing for 40 years without learning how to deceive. Uh, and yeah, they sort of speculate on, like, you know, Pycelle's like, well, it wasn't, I'm pretty sure it was natural, uh, but if it, if it was poison, then they sort of speculate a bit on who might have been responsible for such an act, and Pycelle tries to implicate Varys. Pycelle talks, Pycelle gossips about Varys and says all these, don't put not your trust in spiders, my lord, um... Which is not terrible advice, but it's this is all, this is just Pycelle trying to stab at his political enemy Varys or his political rival. Um, Pycelle doesn't like 
people encroaching on his turf. Uh, another person he hates is Kyburn, because Kyburn comes to sort of replace Pycelle. Uh, Pycelle is very defensive of his role as the aged, wise, old maester man uh, at King's Landing, uh, and he's clearly willing to fuck people over uh, if they encroach on his turf. No doubt that's part of how he survived in King's Landing for 40 years. Uh, so yeah, they're chatting, blah, blah, blah. Um, and Ned asks to see the book that John Aaron was looking for. And Pycelle's like, oh, you don't want to read that. It's just some old ponderous tome. George Martin likes the word ponderous. It's a good word. It means, like, sort of slow and lumbering, like an elderly elephant. A slow, slow, sleepy rhinoceros is ponderous. That's that's what ponderous means. Uh, and the tome is ponderous, it's slow and old and dusty, and Pycelle's like, nah, you don't want to read that, but Ned's like, no, I do want to read that, John Aaron was looking into it, so it must be important, blah, blah, blah. Um, And, yeah, Cersei wasn't there at the time of the poisoning, so Ned's like, maybe, you know, so maybe it wasn't her. Um, uh, There's a brief mention that Ned Stark has sort of uh, learned from old Nan as a boy, which is an interesting sort of parallel with what we just saw with Bran, uh, how Bran is being influenced and raised by Old Nan's ideas in certain ways. Uh, it, it's almost as though, like, Old Nan, like Pycelle, is like an old person who's been around forever and knows a bunch of stuff and has influenced the younger generations. Pycelle, perhaps for ill. Old Nan, perhaps for good. Um, and, yeah, Pycelle's like, yep, sure, good, glad we've sorted that out. I'm glad to be of assistance. Glad, so I'll spoon you up some lie food whenever you fucking like, Ned. Uh, and Ned leaves. Uh, so, so Ned hasn't really learned a whole lot from this uh, interrogation, but uh, but he marches on as a Ned is wont to do. And he comes across his daughter Arya when he's walking out along the hallways. Uh, and Arya is standing on one toe. She's training as Sirio Pharrell has advised her. Uh, she's trying to make herself balance real good, like a water dancer. Um, and they talk about Bran. So they've got just got the news that Bran woke up and Bran is alive, which is great, but that he is crippled. So I was like, oh, well, what's Bran going to do when, when he gets older, if he's a cripple? Uh, and Ned is like, oh, well, he could do lots of things. He could be a builder. He might build castles. He might sit on the king's council as a politician and an advisor. He might be a high septon, like a religious sort of dude. He has lots of lots of different options. Um, and I is like, oh, great. Can I do those sorts of things as well? Can I be a useful, active member of society? And like Ned's like, ha ha ha, but you're a girl. Uh, so we have a... a yeah, and so Ned's like, no, you have to go marry a king and give birth to knights and princes because that's your job as a woman in this patriarchal society. And then Arya's like, no, fuck that. I don't want to do that stuff. That's Sansa's shit. Sansa can go be a princess. I want to do my own damn thing. So we have another reminder of this whole sort of gendered thing in Westeros, which sucks if you're a woman who wants to actually accomplish things. Uh, That's, of course, one of the biggest sort of themes of Game of Thrones. Cersei is another character who bucks against these gender roles uh, in a bunch of different ways. Cersei does terrible things in her pursuit of power. Arya also does some pretty terrible things in her attempt to break out of the sort of gendered power structure. There is criticism of Game of Thrones uh, sort of saying that, well, it kind of sucks that, like, 
you're showing these women in a gendered society, and a lot of the women who try to break out of that gendered society uh, are horrible. <laughs> Uh, they they go and do horrible things like Cersei, or they join death cults like Arya. And some of the only people who are good guys who break out of the gender roles are people like Brienne. And the way Brienne breaks out of those gender roles is by kind of becoming a man, or at least breaking out of gender roles and fitting like a masculine role. Like, the criticism is that there aren't many characters in Game of Thrones who break out of the patriarchal system, but still retain their femininity. That's that's an argument. I don't know if I I don't know if how much how much you want to get behind that, but it's an interesting thought. Anyway, um Oh, and they also mentioned how when Bran when they got the news that Bran was okay, Ned took Sansa and Arya down to the Godswood in King's Landing to pray, to thank the gods. Uh in the Godswood they apparently don't have a weirwood tree. Uh, the heart tree, the biggest central tree, is an oak, which is kind of interesting. Heart trees aren't always weirwoods, uh, but they stood vigil all night in the in the gods' wood to thank the gods for uh, Bran. And you wonder if Bloodraven was watching. Um, so yeah, Ned's like, oh, shit, well, Arya doesn't like this whole gender role thing, not much I can do about that, and he marches on as Ned is wont to do, and then he has a chat with Peter Baelish, Littlefinger, uh, and they briefly chat about Sir Barristan, they mentioned that Ned has a lot of respect for Sir Barristan Selmy, he is of course a certified cool dude, uh, and but then Littlefinger comes and he's like, yep Ned, I'm here to help you, I'm such a helpful little man, you can trust me, not a single nef various whisker going on between my heads, or something like that, uh, and he's like, yep, I'm here to help you, um, and Ned's like, shit, oh, you are gonna help me, all right, great, uh, so what's the deal with John Aaron and all that, uh, and Littlefinger's like, well, it would be handy if you could question some of the people who were near to John Aaron before he died, and unfortunately most of those people left with Lysa when Lysa went back to the Eyrie, but there are a few people who you could talk to, one of whom was John Aaron Squire, Sir Hugh of the Vale. Um, and Ned's like, oh, yeah, that's great. I could talk to to John Aaron Squire and find out more about what was going on and if the Lannisters really were behind his death. Uh, but Peter also warns Ned that you need to be fucking afraid, mate. So he points out these spies out in the garden and says that, ooh, look, that random person is actually Varys's spy. That person is the Queen's spy. That person is my spy. So he basically just tries to put the fear in Ned and put him more on edge. Um, and Ned <laughs> Ned feels that he has no taste for these intrigues, which he thinks at least once <laughs> in each of these chapters. Uh, and Ned sort of finishes it off by saying, uh, you shouldn't trust anyone. Distrusting me is the wisest thing you've ever done. Uh, and of course, that's true, because uh, Peter is playing Ned like a fucking trombone, uh, or perhaps more like a like a flute or a harp or one that control that involves finer motor skills not to not to besmirch the honor of any trombone li- uh, players uh listening the point is that peter is playing ned so peter is trying to uh lead ned on into discovering the secret of the lannister incest um but not to help him uh peter doesn't intend for ned to come out on this conflict 
on top because, of course, Ned uh, Peter ends up betraying Ned uh, and getting him imprisoned and eventually executed. So this is all part of Littlefinger's grand scheme to create conflict between the Starks and the Lannisters, war, which he is adept at converting into political gain for him, to climb that ladder, as he says in the Game of Thrones show. Um, and of course, there's all this shit going on with Sir Hugh of the Vale that is really interesting as well. A lot of mysteries going on with, with, with him. Though we'll we'll get to that when we get to it. But that brings us to the end of this chapter. I hope you enjoyed. This was a chapter about mystery and intrigue and 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 the past impacting upon the future and the humanizing of Grand Maester Pycelle, which is kind of nice and interesting. I hope you enjoyed this chapter of Game of Thrones Abridged, and I hope you'll return for the next one. Cheers. <laughs>